we're here in Israel, and you know the old expression, you never know who you're going to run into when you're in Israel. Uh, actually, we did know in advance that Michael Fragan would be traveling with some very distinguished uh, guests um, uh, here this week, and uh, that was one of the outgrowths of our conversation back at Got to Get a Bagel on Long Island this past Thursday. And among them, uh, he has brought, uh, or he has accompanied here to Israel, uh, Nick Langworthy. Nick Langworthy is the chair of the uh, Republican Committee in New York State. The New York State Republican Committee. Yes, there is a New York State <laughs> Republican Committee. Nick Langworthy, accompanied by the great Michael Fragan. Welcome to JM in the AM. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Nachum. I appreciate the people that I've been able to bring inside the tent. Yes, you've brought in some great guests, and, and Nick is among them. Uh, well, welcome to Israel, number one. Uh, I would. Assume, how long have you been here? I've been here since, uh, what was it, Sunday? Sunday, oh, yeah, so, Sunday morning. So you've had a couple of days to, to already take in some of the amazing things about this great country. Um, was that me? Oh, sorry about that. The, <laughs> the, and by the way, you can watch us at facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Um, there's a unique relationship between the United States and Israel, and there's a unique relationship between New York State and Israel. I think you could also say there's a unique relationship between New York City and Israel. Uh, you may have noticed that even Democratic officials in New York State, um, up until now, we'll see if that's going to change, have gone out of their way uh, to inform people when they've invested in Israel or when they've traveled to Israel or when they've done anything, frankly, that would be uh, favorable to the pro Israel public. It's a really big deal, uh, both among Democrats and Republicans. And um, I think what we're experiencing now with a White House that is that is completely dedicated, it seems, to the state of Israel and its future is unique, is different. Like I said, in New York State, Democrat or Republican, they're all out there telling you what they've done. In Washington, it's not been like that recently. We saw a really contentious relationship between a Democratic president and the leadership of Israel. What's your comments about how the current president uh, treats the state of Israel at this point? Well, I don't, I don't think we've had a United States president that has been more dedicated to the state of Israel. And he is uh, someone that I support you know, all the way. Um, I've been uh, a strong supporter of President Trump back to way before he was a candidate for the presidency we tried to draft him into a race for governor of the state so we uh we have a long standing relationship wow. uh in 2014 you know we we tried to give him his entry into the political realm and and he ultimately made the the right decision um that uh, that race wasn't for him but he had his eyes and he made it clear to us at that time his eyes were set on running for the presidency of the united states because he wanted to help fix this country and i think we have a president that you know the, the political establishment doesn't like because he actually he says what he means, and he means what he says. So when he, you know, ran on a on a platform that he was going to stand strong uh, with Israel, I, I don't think anyone should have doubted that that he was going to move the embassy, and he did. Um, those those are promises that he he made, and promises that he kept. And you know how you know he's doing the right thing because the media can't stand it. They just Time Magazine is so bothered that he has a nice relationship with the Prime Minister of Israel. They're so annoyed that he moved that embassy. They're so upset that he speaks about annexation of the Golan Heights, that he speaks about a strong military presence for Israel against enemies like Iran and others. And they just can't take it. And I think that's the best indication. When the Democrats and Democratic leadership and the media both can't stand what the president's done in regard to Israel, then I think we know he's done a pretty good job. 
he's been very effective in in we need to get him reelected in 2020s uh, very the, the, the stakes in front of us in in the elections in the United States are are so important you must dream about the possibility of him actually winning New York State, but I guess it's something that's just not possible, huh? I mean, we have to be real. I, I like right. to wear a realistic well, hat in my that. job, and, um, you know, our, our mission, um, if, if he were to win New York State, he'd probably win 49 right. or 50 states, right. uh, but I guess stranger things have happened. 1984, Ronald Reagan right. uh, made that happen, country, right? um, but, um, you know, in, in more realistic, you know, missions, we have to go get back the seats in Congress that we lost in 2018. Right. We need to go uh, put Republicans back in a position of strength in our state legislature and the state Senate and, uh, you know, fight a lot of the things that have happened. I mean, the, the nationally, we're going to have uh, a choice on the ballot between President Trump in free market capitalism that has uh, made America you know, the wonderful country that it is, or socialism, no matter who is on the ballot. Is We're there finally going to have nominee? that head-to-head matchup. You, it, I mean, I look back to the year 2000, Bush and Gore, and when you look back at the platforms those candidates were running <laughs> on, there wasn't a dime's worth of difference between what they stood for. When you look at today, the drastic differences in American politics and that the polarization between the two parties. Um, You know, I watched the Democratic presidential debate. I don't know what country they're running to be president of. Uh, Nick Langworthy is with us, chair of the Republican Committee for New York State. Um, The the point you are making about um, state races is so vital. Uh, yes, we wish. We in Hebrew we would say or Yiddish, I guess we'd say halavai. We wish, right, that we'd have a Republican governor. Uh, certainly, one as good as the Republican governors of of the past in New York State. But we've seen what's happened now in New York State. We've seen that the legislature has really been completely overrun by Democrats. A lot of things have happened, both in the business community and in other communities, that are now, uh, you know, things we'd like to change. In order to change them. You need a lot of motivation. You need a lot of fire in the belly of a lot of men and women who want to make a difference. Are you feeling that? Are you getting out there in New York State and finding people who feel they have the strength and the wallet and the, and the, and the, uh, the drive to go and win some of these key races? That, that's the whole reason I ran for chairman of the party. I saw us getting knocked down so hard, harder than we probably have been knocked down since Watergate. And a party that... Nothing was happening. Nothing was changing. No wake-up call after the election. Uh, so, you know, I have been chairman of my county's Republican Party in Erie County, home of Buffalo, uh, for nine years. And we've, we've won a lot more than we've lost. And we're in a dark blue area, two to one in enrollment. Uh, the Democrats control it. But we've won eight out of our last ten countywide offices in Erie County. We've been, in, in many years, we've been one of the lone bright spots in the whole state for Republicans. Uh, and I just said, we have to do something here. We have to have a wake-up call, and uh, I ran, and I ran hard, and I traveled the entirety of the state uh, on a platform that I was going to go rebuild, retool, and revitalize the Republican Party in the state of New York. And we needed to have that wake-up call, and you know, slowly but surely, people started to join on with the team and say, all right, we can throw the status quo out the window. We can go, and, and we have to be much more aggressive in our messaging. We have to take a, 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 a piece out of the Trump playbook and call people out. And, and not, you know, be shrinking violets. Do you, Michael Fragan, think 2018 was a real wake-up call for New Yorkers or not? I think it was. I think we can no longer sit around and have politicians, have this leftward lurch in the Democratic Party, uh, far left on taxes, far left on jobs, 
saying no to Amazon, throwing away 25,000 jobs, going to the left on Israel in a big way, calling, making this concentration camp comment that AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's just deplorable. And every single Democrat... Even the Jewish ones, even those who are usually there for us, they don't call call around. And I will tell you, I give the chairman credit because I was in Albany when he made his acceptance speech when he got elected as chairman. And the chairman there included this. And this this wasn't a Jewish crowd. I mean, this was upstate New York. And he's out there making the the safety and security of the state of Israel, anti-Semitism and... B and BDS and pro, you know pro Israel. These are core cares. These are core issues for the Republican Party. Mr. Chairman, we thank you for that. Well, I'm it, sorry it, for interrupting. It's, but it's we critically important. I mean, I, I look at in in people are like, well, well, you know, what are you doing here? You've only been elected. You were elected on July 1st, and and I said, yeah. how? Why are you going to Israel? Th- this was <laughs> important for me to make this trip. I mean, one, you know, I I need to be educated, and I need to see this with my own two eyes, and and. You know, I guess there was no time like the present uh, to get on the plane and come over. But um, we have in our own congressional delegation in New York State a member of Congress who's out there spewing anti-Semitic rhetoric. People forget she's from New York. uh, Well, because she's become this quasi-national figure in this this, this, – the Democrats treat her like she's this deity. We need to call her out. And, and, you know, that's why in my acceptance speech, I made sure to call out her anti-Semitic rhetoric. Oh, that's great. And, and I challenge, you know, we went to Yad Vashem this morning. I mean, I, she I, should I, go. She should get on an airplane, come over here and go to, to Yad Vashem. She the concentration camps. She, she refused the invitation to even go to Washington. To, go to, to the museum? I, that's so I've heard. She hasn't gone. I mean, it, it's unbelievable when you think about it. The, the equivalent, the moral equivalency of, oh. of the, what's going on on the southern border, which, of course, is tragic. The lives are tragic for so many people, but the idea that – and we we went this morning, so it's obviously fresh, and it's – I can't even tell you how many times I've gone. But again, once again, to see the systematic attempt to exterminate annihilate. and annihilate the Jewish people, <laughs> how can you make that equivalence between those two? As a public official, it matters what you say. And you have to be called, and as the chairman said, you have to be called to account. No, we we are done playing nice. Michael Fragan's here with us in Jerusalem. Nick Langworthy is chair of the Republican Committee in New York State, position he holds since July 1st. All right, uh, it has to frustrate both of you, if we're going to be realistic, that it doesn't seem like there's a Republican candidate for mayor of the city of New York down the road. Now, believe me, if you tell me I'm wrong, I'll be very happy. But it just doesn't seem like we have that personality in New York City that's willing to run as a Republican and to take on somebody who, as popular as he is, has a lot of uh, – there's a lot of uh, potential, let's put it that way, to unseat him. Uh, am I wrong or am I unfortunately right? We, we have to get to work as a, as a party. I mean, you know, Think there's someone out there? I, I think there's, there's plenty of people that could do the job effectively. You know, I, I mean – my primary goal over the next, you know, three and a half years is to change New York by changing governors. Oh, you know, that Andrew would be Cuomo must go. Very similar to what happened when George Pataki. Absolutely, right. and and we have a three and a half year lead up to that. Every day I'll get up and go to work is is to that ultimate goal. Right. Um, but the mayor of the city of New York, I mean, that is a huge. You know, we have now an open seat coming. Right. Um, we. It'll be a t- totally you know, wide so open election. It, it'll be a, a very volatile situation, and you know, we need to work with the Republican leaders in the city to help identify a person, you know, that could do the job. 
and that you know has the ability to sell a message right. across party lines. And and th- that, that's what's really important. Right, for that's us to true. Focus Appeal on. to more people. And we just, have right. to not just be. Uh, a party that appeals to rural voters upstate New York, uh, it, it, that, that we're not going to win anything by that. We need to talk about taxpayers again in New York and talk about what unites us. The state costs too much to live. Uh, you have you know, no economic freedom in the state. Right. We're chasing away transformational job opportunities. And, and we, we pay for incredible educational systems, but what's our top export? Our kids, right. they're going somewhere else. We've right. lost 1.2 million taxpayers since Andrew Cuomo was elected governor. That's not by accident. New York City actually lost population for one of the first times last year. Uh, these are wake-up calls. We're going to lose two seats in the House of Representatives after the census. It's projected right now. See, These are bad times for New York State. I, I don't think there was much wrong with Nicole's campaign. And I think she would have been a good mayor. But I think we need some star power. I think we just need somebody who's got some of that star power. Or perceived star power. <laughs> no, not me, I think Michael. not the to run. Am I, am I hearing that? Are people in the room hearing that? Other people? We need some star power. Now, I'm trying to think if Giuliani was a star before he was elected. But he was I think, the U.S. attorney. Right, but I think he, I think circumstances really helped him. And he lost him. once first. Correct, and he, and he lost back. an election so first. That's right. It, it may be something where you have to right. you know, go bite the apple point. twice. It, but it, it all starts with putting the energy together. The infrastructure together. And, and my job right now is to go rebuild the infrastructure of this party across the state. It's decrepit. We right. have been out of power for a very long time as Republicans in the state. We can't just meander between elections, not build out the infrastructure, and then expect the candidates have what they need to win. I'll, I'll assume you are supporting Nicole in her, in her run and for Congress. And I she's on this trip with us here. I said to Michael. Oh, she's here in Israel now. Yeah, we should note that, that she's here in Israel now. And I said to Michael. As is, as is uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. Right. Just, uh, and I, I said to Michael last week, I think she has a much better chance in that race than than uh, than in the mayoral race. I think she has a real shot. She, she's a she's a candidate that I know is on the radar nationally. Um, you know, the House leadership is very excited about her candidacy. Uh, I, I know she's done a very strong job the first two quarters of the year on fundraising. Uh, you know, Nicole, you know, and she represents what we need to do. We have to broaden the base of the Republican right. Party. Here you have a woman of multiple ethnicities. Right. Uh, legitimately. With, with legitimately. <laughs> is a, a Cuban and, uh, you know, as well as... Um, you know, she's a product of a Cuban immigrant and a Greek immigrant, right. and you know that's a that's a great story to tell. And she she has a, a record of accomplishment in the state assembly. She's out been out there fighting. She ran a great race against uh, Bill De Blasio, right. but the numbers just aren't there. Right. Uh, and she got into the race very late. Right. But uh, as 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 we move forward, I think she's going to get more and more aggressive in that race. And I think she's got a great shot to win. A pleasure meeting you. A big thank you. A lot of people are listening right now from our community. A big thank you that you took the time to come to Israel, and continued success as the uh, chair of the Republican. Uh, uh, committee of New York State. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, should I assume that Jerusalem has better falafel than Buffalo, or Buffalo has some good falafel places? What, I'll, which, I'll be able to you tell say? you in about an hour. Oh, okay, so you have not yet. <laughs> we, have we you haven't tried the Jerusalem cuisine to compare it to Buffalo, New York. Well, we've had cuisine. We yeah. did have buffalo wings as beer the first night we were here. And so. Well, the oh. buffalo wings here are not quite as good as they don't. They, buffalo, don't, they don't stand up to what happens in not, Buffalo, New York. Yeah, not quite as a right. but but you know, a little bit of a run for the money. I, I uh, I've had worse <laughs> wings in upstate New York than I had in in Jerusalem. We'll put it that but way. But the breakfast, he said, is absolutely outstanding. So you should know. <laughs> well, that's what Israel's known for. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if we could stump Michael on this one. Name New York's only football team. Buffalo Bills. Nice. Very nice. Go Michael. Bills. You should be proud of him for that I'm one. I'm very proud of him for that. <laughs>
That's the that's the big stumper. I'm so glad that those of you listening across the pod are proud of me. That's wow. If for nothing else, uh, that's right. I thank you both. More coming up. You are listening to a Tuesday edition of JM in the AM.